This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Tuesday the 29th of November. In your Squiz Today... Australia's terror threat is downgraded, Polly's have a big week ahead, a hit to retail spending, and a Technicolor house goes on sale. This is your Squiz Today. Kate, welcome back to the Squiz Today podcast for a one morning only cameo. Love it. Love a one morning only cameo. Let's do it. (laughs) We kick off today with news from the Australian Security and Intelligence Organisation, which some people might know better as ACO. It's downgraded our terrorism threat level from probable to possible after eight years of being at that higher rating. Kate, ACO's boss, Mike Burgess, says the downgrade is due to a decrease in the threat posed by religious extremist groups recruiting Aussies. Yeah, so the context to this is that this means the threat returns to what it was pre-2014. It was after that that ASIO raised that terror threat to probable. People might remember that was a time when there were large numbers of radicalised foreign fighters, including Aussies, travelling to Syria and Iraq to join Islamic terrorist groups. What ASIO said yesterday, Alice, was that decision to downgrade the threat was not taken lightly and that whilst it's a welcome move, it's still possible as the threat level clearly states that an attack could occur. Yeah, and it's important to note that the downgrade doesn't mean the terror threat has disappeared altogether. However, Burgess did say that foreign interference and espionage, so spying, have overtaken terrorism as the agency's principal national security concern. Kate, lots of questions asked about whether this downgrading of the threat was linked to the decision to repatriate those Australian citizens from Syrian refugee camps. Yeah, that happened not long ago. It was quite contentious. Of course, it still is. The opposition still opposes that move. What he said on that was the decision to lower the threat level had taken into account the repatriation of those so-called ISIS brides and that ASIO conducted a thorough assessment before the decision to repatriate was made. And Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill was at that press conference yesterday. And on that topic, she said no decisions about repatriating further groups of Australians from camps in Syria have been made. Still in Canberra, and it's Parliament's last sitting week of the year, Kate. One of the things on PM Anthony Albanese's list is to censure former PM Scott Morrison. That's over his secret ministry appointments during his time in the top job. So I've done plenty of Googling, Alice, on what a censure motion is. What it really (laughs) is, what it comes down to is that it's a formal way for the parliament to show their disapproval of a colleague for his or her actions. It doesn't have any legal consequences for that person, but it is rare. The last time it happened was in 2018, so it's not a common occurrence. The other thing that happened yesterday is that the National Senate 
said they would not support a constitutionally enshrined Indigenous voice to Parliament when the issue goes to a referendum. They said today they don't believe it would genuinely close the gap. That's the quote. Of course, they're in a coalition with the Liberal Party who are yet to decide on their position. The coalition party room meets today, so it's something that could be up for discussion. Yeah, there's plenty happening in the nation's capital this week. Rising interest rates are a bit of a theme of the last few months of news, Kate, and it seems they might be starting to bite. The Bureau of Statistics' latest data shows retail sales have dropped for the first time this year. So sales fell 0.2% in October. That ends a run of nine straight monthly rises. Some are saying that this means the interest rate hikes that we've been seeing are starting to do what they're intended to do, which is slow down our spending. And on that note, the Reserve Bank's head honcho, Philip Lowe, made news again yesterday. Alice, he offered an apology to Aussie borrowers for giving them unclear guidance about when interest rates would start going up. That was in reference to him saying that rates could stay low until 2024 obviously hasn't happened. Yeah, his exact quote yesterday was, I'm sorry that people listened to what we'd said and acted on that and now find themselves in a position they don't want to be in. At the time, we thought it was the right thing to do. Kate, the Mars Wrigley company says by 2025, its chocolate bars will all be packed in recyclable, reusable or compostable material. The company is responsible for making iconic treats like Mars bars and Snickers, and it says the change is all about reducing the amount of excess plastic waste coming from its products. You a Mars bar or a Snicker girl, Alice? Oh, a Snickers. Yeah, me too. Snickers. (laughs) And I'll I'll take it however it comes, but if it's better for the planet, that's a total bonus and it seems (laughs) it is. So what they said yesterday, Mars Wrigley Company said that the change is expected to eliminate more than 360 tonnes of plastic from the nation's supply chain. This is particularly topical as recently we've seen the collapse of that major soft plastics recycler red cycle. That happened earlier this month and it's prompted Coles, Woolies and Audi to launch a task force to combat that. Yeah, they're going to try to find solutions for the country's soft plastics problem. And the federal government has also gotten in on the action. It's set a target to recycle or reuse 100% of plastic waste by 2040. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Kate, I don't know how much you're into brightly coloured things, particularly around the house, but for those who are, there's a Technicolor home for sale in California and it has a really sweet backstory. Yeah, it's really hard to do this one in podcast because you really do need to see it. It's in the Squeeze Today email, of course, and I'm sure, Alice, you'll put a link in the episode notes to this house. It's known as the Butterfly House, as you say. It's in California. And the story behind it is that the man who did the makeover, it took him 
a good part of 20 years and it was for his wife who was losing her vision. So by having a really brightly colored house, it helped her to still see a lot that was going on in the place that she lived. Beautiful story. Yeah. And it's gone up for sale now. It's gone up for a cool 1.5 million. So anyone who's interested in really brightly colored things needs to get on that. It's pretty special. (laughs) Squeeze the day, Kate. It's a big day for word lovers because the Macquarie Dictionary will announce its Word of the Year competition winner today. Yeah, we've given this one quite a lot of attention across the Squeeze podcast. I think we spoke about (laughs) it last week. I think Claire and I spoke about it in Saturday Squeeze. We are gunning for the bachelor's handbag, Alice. It's a good old roast chicken (laughs) in a bag from the supermarket. What a nickname. Yes, it's a staple dinner for single men everywhere. My other favourite on the shortlist is goblin mode, which is basically (laughs) when you're feeling really lazy and hanging out on the couch for extended periods of time so we'll have to report back on which one wins thanks so much kate for joining me today that's it for us though thank you for listening we'll be back with you tomorrow g'day kate watson here i'm the host of weekly wrap and news club a place for conversations about the news it's budget week so i'm here to tell you about our news club episode from last week where claire chatted with james chessel he's the former managing director of publishing at nine entertainment he was also a staffer earlier in his career so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made here's a small snippet the most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although mm. they do leak <laughs> a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when uh, when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers b- the day before the budget and was it's able to such print. such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is... A lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and, and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handed, handled in an appropriate, appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.